This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl. We are uh, right in the middle of our Media Mania unit. This is session three. Our question this week is, how should I handle social media? And up to this point, we've talked about, you know, what are the dangers in media? Last week, we talked about, you know, how can media be used for good? This week, we're going to turn uh, to this this place where I think a majority of our students are kind of hanging out and at um, because it involves Facebook and texting and MySpace and, and everything they el- everything else they do to interact and connect with one another, which is interesting because that's our theme at Centrifuge this year is connect. So, And I've got uh, Brian Cortez is still here in the studio with me. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Brian's the youth pastor down at Arbor Christian Fellowship in Lake Forest, California. Um, you know, Brian... As I looked at this session, uh, you know, out of this whole unit, I think this is going to be the one that is going to be just a lot of fun to teach with our students because they are all about Facebook and texting and everything else, and we hardly can get them to stop doing all that those things. At your church, how big of a deal is this for your students, Facebook, texting, and everything? You know, a couple of years ago, MySpace was real big yeah. with my youth group, and all of a sudden, the 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 change from MySpace to to Facebook right. and and now they're starting in, to get into Tumblr right. and those other things and blog sites and it, to them it, it's their way of communicating anymore right. because it's no longer a phone call hey how you doing it's more of texting because yeah. kids just don't like to talk on the phone anymore it's That's just right, easier yeah. to text and most of them will say it's just easier to just get off the phone with someone right. when, when you're done texting you just you just stop yeah, and there's no goodbye <laughs> there's no see you later or i'll talk to you later it's just we're done yeah and you know we've included some stats about facebook here in our student materials the one that catches me all the time um, and it's going to change before too long just because of the rise of Facebook, is that if Facebook were a country, it'd be the third largest country in the world because so many people all around the world are involved in Facebook. And I was also taken aback by the fact that the United States is not the main user of Facebook. There are other countries around the world that use Facebook even more than us, which is amazing um, because almost everybody I know is on Facebook and we're connected that way. And as a youth leader, I think it's a really good thing if we can be connected with our students as their friend on Facebook, not to spy on them, although, you know, we're checking up on them. And I guess for some of us, there's a fine line between spying and checking up. Um, But it's a great way to keep up with our students and see where they're at. And going back to what we talked about in one of the first two sessions is to understand the times where they're at and understand where they're at. Students are going to share a lot more on Facebook that we can discover that way, then they'll probably share with us personally, you know, face to face. Absolutely. Well, Brian, let's get into this. Uh, how should I handle social media? We're going to give you some biblical principles. Again, leaders, we understand that you know the Bible doesn't talk about Facebook specifically, and it doesn't talk about text messaging specifically because those weren't around yet. But the biblical principles can help guide how we use social media. So the first one that we're looking at is in Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-one. With this idea related to social media is that don't be consumed by it. What do you see there, Brian? Well, you know, in Matthew six twenty one, I mean, it's pretty clear for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And you look at it and 
as a youth group last year when we were up here at Centrifuge, we had we had thrown out a challenge to the youth kids. It was like, you know, give me a list of ten things right. outside of God. What is the most important things to you? Get rid of God and get rid of family and put a list together. Right. And then I had to mark off five of those top ten things. And then I challenged my youth kids, can you sacrifice one of those things for six months? Wow. And while you do that, I will do the challenge as well. And mine was Facebook because Facebook almost got too consuming yeah. for me and, yeah. and, you know, and those, those things. And, and Jesus is saying that these things aren't necessarily bad, but if that's where you're, you're, tr- you're putting your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And, and media can be a bad thing. And, right. and some of the youth were like, well, I'll give up secular music for six months because it's become such a, that's where my treasure is. Right. And so Jesus is just saying, don't be consumed by those things. You know, there's so much more I have to in store for you. And if you're putting everything into this and you're spending four or five hours on Facebook every single day or, right. or listening to music four to five hours a day, you're missing out on what I have for you. Yeah. There are positive aspects to social media, but as you mentioned, I mean, it can become consuming to the point that, you know, students aren't getting homework done. They aren't spending time in relationships, physical relationships, um, you know, one-on-one and talking with people and, and enjoying, you know, doing other things. It can become consuming. And so that first principle, don't be consumed by it. This second one, leaders, this is this is really critical to get across to our students is to be careful what you say and post, especially on Facebook. Uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty seven gives us some wisdom there related to that. What do you see there, Brian, in that verse, and how does it relate to you know what we say and post? Well, in Proverbs seventeen twenty seven, you know, he who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. You know, as a youth pastor, I go through every single day and I will go log on to Facebook and I will read everybody's status right. from from Farmville to <laughs> had a horrible day to, you know, my parents are, are mean or whatever yeah, yeah. They, they post. And a lot of times that you have to call your students out on those things right. because people are watching you and and – just because you delete a post doesn't mean it's necessarily gone. Right. Um, once it becomes public, you know, Facebook owns that comment yeah. really, and they can choose to repost it. They can use it down the road. You just don't know what how it's going to be. And people are always watching you. Right. And if you're disrespecting your parents, and Scripture tells you that you should respect your parents, what kind of message are you sending right, yeah. to those non-believers that are saying, well, if you're not going to respect your parents and and you're a Christian, why should I respect my parents? Well, what do you say to students to say, well, you know, this is my Facebook and it's – I'm just posting. I'm not posting it for the whole world to see. But the whole world can see it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've actually pulled out my computer before and and said on this one-on-one conversation, I said, look, all I got to do is Google your name. Boom, that pops up. Yeah. Um, you, you bing it, it pops up. Even if you delete it, it could still show up somewhere and, you know, and, and you can say things that you're going to regret later. And by that time, it's almost like when you say something out of anger and that you hate someone. And, and I use this as, as one of my good friends in high school, the last words he ever said to his parents were that he hated them. Mm. And on the way home from, from work. They died in a car accident. Wow, yeah. And so he has to live with that every single day knowing that that mm. – and, and 
and and I just try to comfort him and say, you know what? Those may be your last words, but there will be another time that you will get to say something right. else to them because they were they were believers, and 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 that's the thing that we have hope on. But you don't want that to be the last words that someone reads yeah. about you, about your parents, or, or about a friend because life is too short. Right. And yeah. um, and people are always watching you because you you say you're a Christian, they want to know. Right. Yeah. Are you living what you're you're you say you are? Right. And leaders, we need to help communicate to our students and help them understand that, you know, we're talking about, you know, WWW stands for World Wide Web. I mean, that this is going around the world. And as you look at the stats of how Facebook has infiltrated countries all around the world and how many people are using it and how much time they spend on Facebook, that, that you know, when you post something, if your privacy settings are just set completely open – Anybody in the world has access to that post, to that picture that you've put up there. And as Brian mentioned, you know, even if you pull something off, you know, if you've posted a picture and somebody thought, I'm going to take that, they can copy that picture and they can start sending it around. Even if you deleted it, it's still there. And we need to help our students understand the importance of just being careful about what they say and about what they post because it really gets into that third life principle. These two kind of really go hand in hand. This idea that to remember that you're always a witness when you're involved in social media, when you're texting folks, when you're posting things on Facebook, that you're always a witness. First Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 was where we're going to turn for the biblical principle related to this. Uh, what do you see there, Brian? Well, I, I think that, you know, as, as Christians, we should strive to be Christ-like in right. everything that we do, every word that comes out of our mouth, that we should stray away from the evil and, and you know, temptation. We should run from it. Right. And when it comes to the world, the world wants something that is real. They don't want something that's wishy-washy. They want, they want truth. And they may not know that they want truth, but they're, they're searching right. for answers. And, and in my own life, I was that way. I was that person who observed Christians but never lived a life that they said that they believed and right. never walked, never walked. But there was this one guy, one guy who do it all. Every action, everything that he did lined up with what he said he believed, mm, wow. and that won me over. Yeah. It wasn't because I opened my Bible one day and said, hey, Jesus is real. Right. I watched it in somebody's life, and it's, there's so much truth to that saying, and I don't know where it came from or who started it, but you may be the only Bible That's that right. someone ever reads. Right. So your Facebook and your, your journals, your whatever – Whatever you blog on, people are reading those things and they want to know, is this, is this real in your life? Right. Is this something that you and, – and that's the thing that we got to remember. We're always going to be witnesses and we're supposed to live like people are watching us 24-7. That's right. And, and the things that we post are a reflection of, of who we are. Um, even if it you know, is just meant to be you know, something that you don't think anybody else is going to see – that somebody could see that. I know for me, as I post on Facebook, um, because my personal Facebook is also related to my work at Lifeway, and so I'm always cautious about you know the things that I post. How is this going to reflect not only on me personally but on Lifeway? Um, and so that is a standard of accountability. But then even more so, how is this going to reflect on Christ? And that's one of the questions in your leader guide this week, uh, leaders, is to help your students begin to think about you know how is this going to reflect Christ? And there's a question in our wrap it up 
section for your students. Do you ever stop to consider how your online activity reflects Christ? Because a lot of our students, and we've seen this leaders, that you know, our students are, are one way in class and when they're with their Christian friends, but when they think that nobody is watching, they're going to act differently. And Facebook is a great way, as Brian has mentioned, for us as leaders to hold our students accountable for representing Christ, not to beat them up and you know give them an overly hard time, but to just hold them accountable say, does this really reflect your belief and your faith in Christ. Uh, Leaders, we've also included in the student materials this week uh, just a synopsis of seven ways to witness on Facebook, just some ideas that you can pass out to your students to help them even use Facebook and their status updates as an opportunity to witness for Christ. And there are a variety of other things that they could do, but that's a good starting point. Brian, as you think about all this, what are some specific ways that you think that students could use social media to reflect Christ? There's so many ways. For those who are friends of mine on Facebook, you know, a lot of my friends are not Christians and and they use newspaper articles about Christians stumbling, Christians no longer believing, whatever it is. They they just like to mock the Christian faith. But you can use it in so many different ways. You can expose your friends to Christian music, right. which, which I have, and and just just simple posting YouTube videos right. of oh, yeah. hey, this is a song is that is that is so huge in my life right now, or or just you know just posting an encouraging word. Hey, this is what God did for me today. It just those simple things. It's not like we have to preach the gospel right. and, and, and present the salvation message on Facebook. But it's just the small little things that we do each and every day. We're just encouraging a friend that's, right. that's yeah. on Facebook. Just just saying, you know, hey, God hears you that you're going th- what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. Yeah. Just just keep your eyes on him. Yeah. That's good. Well, leaders, uh, that's going to wrap up this session. Our question again this week, how should I handle social media? We've given you three life principles to communicate to your students. Don't be consumed by it. Be careful by what you say and post. And remember that you're always a witness. The point this week is to reflect Christ as you interact online. And we spend a lot of time talking about Facebook, but those same principles also carry over into texting and other ways that we interact socially, electronically. So, uh, present all that information to your students. And then join us again next week. Um, we're going to talk about the question, what should be my standard for what I watch? Um, we've talked about a lot of biblical principles. We're going to get real practical with your students about setting some specific standards about the media they allow into their lives. Thanks for joining us. Pick us up again next week. 